Hello everybody and welcome back to the Wagon Wheel Coffee Table podcast. I'm your host Ellis. Um, this is episode 11, I think. Um, and I'll be honest, motivation has been lacking this week. See, I've got a few episodes planned. I know what I'm going to do for like some of the next like few episodes. Like maybe three out of the next five weeks I know what I'm going to do. Um, and this week was a bit of a in-between week. So I, I was, this is basically the last day I can, I can record if I want to get it out relatively on time. Because last week's episode wasn't on time. Um, and this one isn't going to be as well because I'm not going to have time to edit it tonight I think. So I am tired. But yeah, as I say, today's a bit low energy to be honest. Um, bit low, A bit low effort as well. It's not going to be a create. Uh, Breaking a story one, it's not going to be an in-depth analysis, which I know you all crave and crave my opinion on uh, various different kinds of films. Um, but I'll get in, I mean obviously it says it in the title what I'm going to do, um, but I thought I'd start off by doing something a bit different. So recently I've just been like telling stories, chatting about what's happening to me in my life uh, in the introduction, but today, again low effort. I've been reading uh, a book. Let me. I've been reading a book at the minute called "The Modern Best Beast." Actually, I don't know how you say that word. Beastery, bestery. It's like a collection of information about animals, basically. Um, a curated collection of wondrous creatures. It's by Joanna Bag. Oh, that's a Polish word. Jo- Joanna Bag Bag Bagnis. That's so embarrassing. I have a Polish girlfriend. This is embarrassing. Joanna Bagnieszka. Bagnieszka. I always never know how to do that. I-E-W. Anyway. I'm not sure. I think this is quite a new book. It definitely came out of lockdown. came out after lockdown because there was a reference in the book about lockdown. Um, But today, I just... I don't know if anyone else finds this kind of stuff as interesting. Um... But I love shit. I love stuff like this. I love animal documentaries. I'll learn about this kind of thing. Um, and these kinds of books are the only ones I can really ever finish. Like fiction books I can never finish. But these kind of books I can get through. Um, I've only read a few chapters. Um, basically like every two pages she talks about um, an interesting animal that maybe we might not have heard of. There's some Or an animal we've heard of but it's facts about them that we might not know. Um, it's a really interesting book. I highly recommend it if you're interested in this kind of thing. And maybe, like, if you don't really care about nature, it's quite an interesting book to get people interested, I think, because it's kind of weird and quite funny facts about animals. Um, But I thought I'd skip ahead and try and find one that I thought the name sounded interesting and one that I hadn't heard of and the one that maybe you guys haven't heard of either. So we can all learn something today. So as it's as it's as these things are only two pages long like each inf- each like section on each animal is two pages long i thought i'd just read out a section cuz i find it interesting hopefully you will and again low effort i'm all i'm doing is reading um so i guess we'll we'll see how it goes so this animal is called a zombie worm uh, i think it's um its latin name is Ostax or Ossidax. And yeah, this is a. F- these are some facts and some information about zombie worms. 
You're welcome. What happens when whales die? Their huge bodies fall to the ocean floor, reaching depths of several thousand metres. They arrive at the bottom relatively intact, since they sink quickly and there are no significant scavengers in the water column. Whale falls create, whale falls create unique nutrient-rich ecosystems that may sustain creatures of the abyss for decades. In the cold depths, the, the lipid and protein-rich whales are a rare treat. Now, obviously, there's going to be maybe some complicated words in this, um, and I may get some words wrong. I may stumble over my words, but you know, I'm not going to like if I stumble over a word in the last paragraph. I'm not going to restart the whole thing. I'm just going to power through at any point if I stumble over my words. So I apologize. I'm now seeing the error of this decision. Anyway, their flesh is picked away by sharks, crabs, and hagfish. Their skeletons are left behind left behind to be covered by beautiful, delicate, colourful flowers, resembling the fresh graves of beloved relatives. Except the flowers are not really flowers, they are worms, zombie worms, and they are there to eat the bones. Zombie worms, also known as bone-eating worms, a literal translation of their genus name Osidax, oh, genius names, genus name, sorry, are distant relatives of the more mundane earthworm. Small, just a few centimetres long, with pinkish-red stems and feather-duster-like petals, which are in fact respiratory pulps used for breathing, they resemble plants more than animals. One species even gains the glamorous scientific name Osidax mucofloris, which translates as bone-eating snot flower. (laughs) I love this book so much. Like plants... These worms have roots, serving not just as an anchor, but also as a way of obtaining food. This is a necessity, since surprisingly for an animal that feeds on bones, zombie worms seem to have missed out on a pretty crucial body parts, the mouth and gut. Instead, their soft root-like tissue secretes acid and enzymes to drill into the liquid... Sorry... Let me start that sentence again, because I'm stumbling over my words and my mouth is already very dry. Instead, they... Oh, God. I'm, I'm really struggling with the, with the word soft. Anyway. Instead, their soft, root-like tissue secretes acid and enzymes to drill into the lipid-rich whale skeleton, and the dissolved nutrients are delivered to symbiotic bacteria living within the worms. These symbionts then metabolize the organic compounds and feed the host. The acid borings are also used. Bor- borrowings? No. The acid borings are also used as a shelter holes for the worms. Borrowings. Bone eating worms are pretty ubiquitous. They have been found at depths of between 30 and 3,000 meters in the Atlantic and Pacific, from Sweden to California to the Antarctic. A single whale skeleton can house between half a million and a million adults. Here is the catch. Those adults are all female. If you thought the worms' feeding habits were weird, wait till you hear about their sex lives. Uh, n- now, this is something that happens within the book. Because it's like weird facts. A lot of weird stuff about animals is to do with sex and how they reproduce. Because there's some really fascinating ways that animals do that. So we'll, we'll push on. All zombie worms are sexually dimorphic. The females look very different from the males. Inside their stem-like gelatinous tubes, the zombie worm ladies harbour 
harbour harems of hundred or so microscopic males. The older and larger the female, the bigger the, her harem. Every male, or should we say man-child, is hardly more than a sperm-filled larva. Reliant on a yolk droplet for energy, male, reliant on a oak droplet for energy. Males don't have the symbiotic bacteria to supply them with food. This polygamous relationship is a very strict is very strict termed, no nonsense barter, housing for sperm. The supremely fecund females produce a constant stream of larva. Larvae, sorry. Larva? Lar- yeah. I, it's weird having to read out. I never read out anything. And while most of the young won't make it in the ocean depths, some luckier ones will find their way to another whale fall to settle down. Another whale fall to settle down. It is likely that the sex of the larva is determined by environmental conditions. After spawning, those land on dead whales become females, and those landing on females, males. Females can colonise skeletons at densities of 30 to 20 individuals per centimetre, and once they settle, the late arrivals become males and live inside their girlfriends. Unfortunately, commercial whaling reduces the number of sunken carcasses, and thus removes valuable sources of nutrients for animals such as bone-eating worms, potentially leading to a lower species richness in the depths. Fewer whale carcasses means that larvae need to cover longer distances before finding new dwelling, a task that isn't easy anyway. And whatever their anatomical constraints might be, zombie worm females are certainly good at one thing, having sex on the graves of whales with a harem of undercarriage males. For that unique skill, they deserve the chance to flourish. Wow. I mean, I that took a turn. At first it was like, oh, weird zombie worms in they eat, they eat bones of whales. And then it turned into male, the male species living inside the female species and being pretty gender fluid. Wow, that was actually, I'm glad I chose that one. That was actually had a lot in it. That actually gave a pretty good like taste of what this book is. Um, it's like a lot of it's like that, quite like interesting and weird facts that maybe you didn't already know i'd be very surprised if anyone listening i don't know maybe some of your experts on zombie worms anyone listening knew about that and all those facts i'm actually just gonna google zombie worms just to see what they look like because it said they look like plants so i'm just gonna google it feel free to google this at home oh wow wow these look really interesting it looks kind of like this picture i'm looking at is like someone a lady with like a, a really flowing and bushy dress, and then crazy hair. Oh, there's a picture of here of a whale carcass infested with them. Wow, I love this stuff. I'm so sorry. I do love this kind of stuff. I hope this is interesting for other people. Um, I assume me probably looking at pictures of a whale carcass with some sort of flowery, bone-eating zombie worm on it isn't as interesting. Um, but that was pretty interesting. I'm glad I did that. Um, I stumbled over a lot of words. I realise I don't really read out things. And a lot of those words I haven't said out loud <laughs> in a while. Um, so that was fun. Anyway, okay, let's get on with the rest of the episode. So today I'm going to be watching some Pixar shorts. I'm just going to be going through, picking at random, watching them, giving my thoughts, and then watching another, and we'll do it like that. I might rank them at the end, I guess, because I love a ranking. But we'll see how I feel at the end of this. But yeah, that's what we're going to do today. So let's do that. So let's begin. Obviously, the first one um, I wanted to do 
was Tintoy, which I, I haven't done any research, but I think is the first Pixar short, is what I want to say. Um, so yeah, I'm going to play that now. Um, how long is it? Let's see. Come on, Disney Plus. Hurry up. Five minutes. Right. You'll hear me in five minutes. Where are the parents? Where are the damn parents? Can we talk about that? I mean, this is adorable. Apart from the child, which is terrifying. It's going to haunt my nightmares for the rest of my life. Um, But that was really... You can definitely see the artistry already there. Like, there's the reflections of the window in the toy's face and... The little like mannerisms of the baby. This is clearly made by people with kids or people who know people with kids. Like kids have definitely been studied for this without sounding too weird. And you can definitely see like the genesis of Toy Story in this as well, with like the toys hiding underneath the sofa. That's uh, like similar to like Sid's Sid's place, um, and obviously the baby in Toy Story as well. Andy's sister. There's definitely a, you can see how they got this and then went to Toy Story, so it's really interesting to see as someone who really likes Toy Story. Um, let's move on to the next one. So the next one I'm going to watch, and I'm not doing these in um, like release date order. I'm just picking whatever comes up. I'll probably just use the suggested tab beneath the beneath the last film and decide from there. Uh, but the next one, which I'm not sure, I think I've seen this one, but I'm not sure. Um, it's called Lifted. This came out in 2007. Oh, the last one came out in 2000... No, in 1988, by the way. Um, but yeah, so this is Lifted, came out in 2007. A young alien bungles his way his first lesson in abduction. Um, so yeah, I really like the art for this one, from what I can see, like the big UFO over the, over the little house. Uh, yeah, I'll see you in... Or you'll hear me in four minutes for this one. I mean, Pixar are just the best, aren't they? That was, I love that one. I mean, every joke is very, um, what's the word? Every joke is very, like, obvious. Like, I know exactly what was going to happen before it had, just before it happened. But it's, it's so, I think I remember this one. I can't remember what, like, DVD extra this one was on. But I definitely remember this one. 2007, maybe, like, Finding Nemo or something. Um, but I love the, the setting. I love the art. Like the the wide shot of the spaceship in the house is really cool, um, and it's, really, it's just a funny funny four minute thing. It's so good how much they can get into such a short amount of time. Yeah, that was really good, and it's it's interesting to see how they developed. Like this is what how many years later? This is twenty. This is nine. This came out nineteen years after the one I just watched, and it's interesting to see how the art has changed. Obviously. How, like, the decorations change. Like, in the first one, Tin Toy, it's very sparsely decorated, the room that they're in. Whereas this one's quite, you know, there's more decoration, at least, to the house, the guy's house. Um, And obviously, there's a lot more animation. And they've come a long way in 20 years, obviously. Um, But, yeah, that was really fun. Let's move on to the next one. Now, the next one I'm going to watch is called La Luna. Uh, I haven't seen this one, actually. It looks quite interesting. Uh, a peculiar story about a young boy coming of age. So I guess we'll see what this one's like. It looks like there's lots of stars involved, and the kid looks quite cute in his little hat and his little briefs. Um, yeah, we'll see how this one is. This came out in 2012. 
yeah, I guess we'll, I guess we'll see. I'll see. I'll, you'll. I keep saying you'll see me. No, you'll hear me in six minutes this time. Whoa. These are going to start making me cry soon. That was amazing. <laughs> so clever. My little hints. This one, like actually, this is all of them so far have been non-talking actually, which is interesting. But this one. <sighs> thing with the hat and the moustaches and I was like oh they're going fishing where are the stars oh they're fishing for stars maybe oh okay they're fishing for stars oh they're on the moon but the moon's made out of stars no they're sweeping the stars are they collecting the stars again are they fishing for stars oh no they're turning it into the crescent moon oh how adorable honestly this one oh this one was this one was beautiful I really like this one La Luna what a story. He got his... He was, I like how... I think at one point... The... The father and grandfather's hats... Like switch around as well... Which is nice. And he wears his own way. He's got a rake. They've got a sweep. He's got a brush. They've all got their own little way of doing things. And they're all the white right way of doing things. But that was really lovely. That was really lovely. God, I love Pixar. <laughs> oh, they do God's work. They really do. Right. Next one. Alright, the next one's an absolute classic. It's Piper. You've seen it, I've seen it. It's amazing. Let's watch. God. Pixar know what they're doing, don't they? My God. It's so good, that one. The like the macro camera kind of setting that they've got is just so nice. It gives you the sense of, well, not scale, but like a small scale, this one, and... Oh, it's just so cute. He learns from the crabs. It's about it's about learn. It's about learning. It's about learning from others. It's not not just following. Maybe you know, following the following someone's lead, but also like venturing out and doing your own thing, like taking advice and taking bits from everyone. Oh God, Pixar man. I think about it a lot when I watch kids' films and Pixar films and DreamWorks films and all that kind of thing that. I'm so glad it exists and that, like, if I have kids, they can watch it and their kids' kids can watch it. And it's just, I know, I don't know if, like, I don't really know how Pixar are viewed. Like, maybe, I guess, I think probably some people um, think it's like cheesy American animation. Um, but I think there's a huge place for it. Um, I'm probably making that assumption up, but I think there's a huge play. I think it's really important, like the stories that they tell. A lot of them are about coming of age, about learning, especially that these all the short stories so far are about learning and about coming of age and getting used to your surroundings. And it's a really vital lesson. And I think they know who their audience is and they're really keen to kind of not teach because it doesn't feel like teaching, but kind of maybe show on like try and identify with what the their target audience is feeling you know like the adults that are watching this are thinking about when they were kids and the kids watching this are thinking oh shit he's gonna get hit by the wave (laughs) anyway let's watch the next one so the next one is a personal favorite of mine it's jack jack attack now i had the special edition dvds when i was a kid for the incredibles and Finding Nemo, I think. And maybe some others, but I can't... Other Pixar, but I can't remember. But it was definitely those two. Uh, and, oh, and uh, Monsters, Inc. 
and cars maybe as well but anyway like this this one was on obviously the incredibles um uh the, the incredible special features and i used to love this one um i'm trying i'm gonna try and find mike's car as well because that's one i loved from the monsters inc special features um but yeah so i think this is what happened whilst like during the incredibles movie like while the incredibles movie is happening this is what's happening back home with jack jack and uh Corey, the babysitter um i can't remember much about this he just goes kind of crazy and uses his powers but yeah let's watch the incredible the incredibles the incredibles is just the best we, we the incredibles is the best I, it's probably one of my one of my if not my favorite Pixar films and Jack Jack is one of the most adorable characters ever he's like lit on fire and he's just giggling and running around it makes me so happy <laughs> just he's just causing destruction and setting himself on fire and destroying the house whilst giggling <laughs> it's just textbook baby textbook baby I'm an expert clearly um but yeah that one's an absolute classic short film and it's really fun to like watch the incredibles and then watch this because they include the phone calls that the mum gets elastical gets on during the film and it's just yeah it's just really fun to see like this one's just there's different kinds of short films that pixar do there's like the the ones that are kind of special features for films like this one's a special feature for Incredibles, like a little a little thing just for the Incredibles. And those are the ones which the other ones we've watched so far, which are like purposeful. Like this is a short film by a director that we want to see the talent of, or something like that, you know. But yeah, I'm really enjoying this. This is great. I'm doing like two minute little short segments. It's low effort. I'm just having a bunch of fun. So let let's continue. The energy's up, boys. Come on. So the next one we're going to watch is Float, which is a Spark short, came out 2019. I think I have seen this one, def- well, I think, I'm pretty sure I've seen this one. It's really fun. Not fun, well, yeah, it's fun, but it's about acceptance. It's got some, you know, it's definitely about something. I think I'm going to watch maybe, like, ten or so of these shorts. We'll just see how we're going. But I'm just thinking about time. I'm, like, doing these quick little reviews and opinions about the short films and then realising this is a podcast and podcast needs to be a little bit longer to make people to make them worth people's time um so we'll see how many we do um see how many there are see how many we get through um yeah so this is float god i i forgot how, how sad that one is i mean it has like a happy and accepting ending but you know this one's having but having children with maybe a disability or children that are deemed as it as it says at the end this children that are deemed difficult i think it's kind of uh, it's really uplifting and i think this one probably means a lot to a lot of people um you know pixar can kind of do this sometimes they can do their their jack jack attack and then they can make flow and they can make other ones like this like the one called out which i'm sure I'll, i'll watch at some point um and just make something that's really powerful and really meaningful um and i think that's the beauty of pixar that they can they can just float, pun intended. They can just float from meaningful to playful to funny to silly to just, um, I don't know, beautiful. Just kind of where they want to, how they want to. It's the beauty of the company. And I know, obviously, saying a company is kind of 
having love for a company like this. It's just, it's a corporation, you know, it doesn't really mean anything. But you kind of feel that people care, you know? Like with Marvel, they tell you they care, but you don't really feel that they care. Whereas with Pixar, it feels like they care, especially with the shorts, because the shorts are by, you know, people, like maybe new directors, new writers, new creative people, and you could definitely feel the love. Like often it's stories that really mean a lot to that person. And yeah, it's it's really beautiful. And that's all I'll say about that one. On to the next. So the next one we're going to watch is Bao. Uh, I remember this. I remember watching this when I watched Toy Story Four in the cinema. And I remember being kind of like, like you really enjoy it, and then at the end, it's kind of like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it's, I guess, kind of. I don't know. I think some people like the ending, some people don't like the ending, or or I can't remember if it's the ending, but something happens in this one where you're like, okay, that interesting choice, <laughs> interesting narrative decision, but okay, I. Sure, why not? Anyway, let's watch. Okay, so all these are kind of uplifting, right? But I need to watch one that's actually, like, just happy all the way through. Because the last couple have just been... Oh, God. Can't handle it sometimes. This one... I I genuinely forgot about the thing at the end where the real son comes back from living with his girlfriend. Like, visiting again. I completely forgot about that bit. I thought it ended with her eating her bow child. (laughs) Um, but it didn't, and, and it's really nice. I remember it's very an interesting tone to take before watching Toy Story Four. Like this was, you know, not premiered, but this came out with Toy Story Four. Um, it was definitely, I think it was Toy Story Four, but yeah, definitely an interesting tonal thing to choose before. I guess it's about growing up and acceptance of growing up and all that kind of thing. And yeah, it's this one's I think one of the more famous ones because it's it's come out more recently and I remember there being talk of it. I think on Twitter or something. I like I remember people talking about this one. Like she ate her child, right? I'm like, yeah, it's a metaphor. Now I see it's a metaphor. I remember at the time I was like, I just don't get. Did she really have a have a baby bow? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think eating her child was kind of metaphorical of the relationship eating itself alive. You know. Um, but yeah, let's 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 watch one that's a little more upbeat, I think, uh, and then and then we'll come back to some more poignant ones. So the next one we're going to watch is Lava. Um, I th- see. I thought this one was connected to Moana, but Moana isn't Pixar; it's just Disney. So I'm not sure if Pixar did like a, a spin-off um, version of. Not a version, but you know, a spin-off like thing about the the mountains from Moana. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. So let's see. Let's see what this one's like. Let's hopefully it's a love story. So hopefully it's more upbeat. God, that one was really close to being sad. <laughs> when he's at the bottom of the ocean, I was like, yeah, okay, don't give me another sad one. But it wasn't. It was a happy, lovely ending. I'm glad we got that lovely ending. Um. This is the first musical I've had of the day. Um, it was really nice, this one. Yeah, it's just a nice love story. I, I thought it wasn't going to end well, and then it did, so I'm thankful. Um, and it, um, yeah, there's, I, there's not much I have to say about this one. It was just really nice. Which is kind of what I wanted. I wanted a little bit of a, you know, just a nice one after the last couple. Um, I think we're going to do two more after this one. 
Uh, I'm not sure. I need to find the right two, you know. I don't want to miss out on any, but also I don't want to take too long in deciding because I feel like that ruins the whole point of this episode. It's just kind of picking one that looks interesting and li- watching it and seeing what I think. Um, so, yeah, let's move on to the next one and I'll see you there or you'll hear me there. So, for our second to last film of the day, I'm going to watch Wind. Um, it was between this and Out. Um, I think Out's a lot of a lot of people's favourites, or like a lot of people like that one. But I've already seen it, um, so for this, I'm, I'm, I've picked one that I haven't seen, which is called Wind, because um, I know what my last one's going to be. Um, it's kind of a fun one to end on. Um, so this one was kind of either Out or Wind, and I haven't seen Wind, so I'm going to watch this one, um, and it looks kind of interesting. Uh, it's about a boy and her, his grandma stuck in a chasm. So yeah, let's see how this one is. Oh, I'll be honest, that one nearly got me. Uh, That's probably my favourite so far. Really fascinating, like, setup. That, like, they don't tell you why anything's happening. They don't tell you how they got there or anything like that. It's really interesting how they got... And there's, like, these, like... I thought it was on, like, another planet or something. But there's, like, these... um, earth objects that are floating about and you don't know what's happening and then and then at the end she doesn't go with him and he has to open the box with both his hands instead of him and his grandma oh god that was so sad and so good (sighs) that was yeah i really liked the kind of sci it's not really sci-fi but the kind of like it was very different and i thought that was really interesting um, fascinating setup, as I say. Really cool, like designs of things. The rocket ship was really good. It reminded me of a a short film I was trying to write ages ago that was about uh, two brothers who lived in a scrapyard, and they were trying to f- and they were like locked in and they couldn't get out, and they were trying to get all the parts together to build a rocket ship or like a not a rocket ship, but like something, I can't remember what it was, I think maybe a car or a rocket ship to kind of get them out. It really, really reminded me of that, of that, that thing I wrote. But I didn't, I never finished that. I kind of got too bogged down in the backstory and who these characters are and everything. I never really finished writing it, but it just really reminded me of that short story or short film that I was writing years ago, like when I was a teenager. But yeah, so that was so that was wind. I really recommend that one. That was really good. I hadn't heard of it, hadn't seen it, but that was really good. Um, yeah, let's go on to the next one. Let's go on to the next one, which is going to be the last one. You know what time it is? It's time for Mike's new car. Mike Wazowski. Let's go. I'm so hyped for this one. I haven't seen this one in years. I used to love this short film growing up. I used to watch it all the time. 2002. Oh my god. Let's watch it. See you in a bit. What a classic. What a classic, ladies and gents. Laughed throughout. Non-stop laughs. Classic. Fully and Micah. The perfect combination. What a way to win this uh, this episode of the podcast. I recommend all of these, all of these uh, short films that I've talked about today. I don't know how long this episode is going to be. I've kind of recorded each of them in individual tracks. So I know you don't care about this. So I don't have no idea how long this is going to be. But I hope this was enjoyable. Um, please watch all of them I've described. Um, I was going to do a ranking, but I'm, I don't think I'm going to do that. Um, there's definitely some ones I enjoyed more. Like, obviously, 
Mike's new car, like I just watched, and uh, Jack Jack Attack are some like, classics, really, that I've I watched when I was a kid. And then a lot of these other ones were like Spark Shorts and more recent short films. Um, Wind really took me by surprise. I really enjoyed that one. Obviously, there's Float and um, Piper and all these like really good ones. La Luna, God, I forgot. I forgot about this one. Lifted was really good. You know, all these all these really really good short films that just really interesting artists are making with this really interesting company. Um, there's definitely loads more to watch. This, I was just like going through them like while I was looking, obviously, for them. There were so many different spark shorts and it's just so crazy trying to pick the ones that you think are going to be like, not the most interesting because there was loads. I just picked it random, really. Um, some that I recognised the name of, some that I'd seen before, some I hadn't seen before. So I should definitely watch some more short films, maybe not for the podcast because um, I don't want to repeat myself or like do the same thing, but... There's definitely more to watch out there. Uh, if you have, do guys do have Disney Plus, I recommend um, using somebody else's or using your own um, to watch these short films because a lot of art and work goes into them and they're they're really, really good. Really, really good. Um, yeah, that's it, really. Um, this was a fun night. I didn't... Like, I was really struggling. To, like, I didn't know whether to watch a film. I didn't know whether... So I do like a tier list of something that I've already seen all of them of, you know. I was I was trying to force it. Um I don't know I don't know what gave me this idea to do this, to just watch a load of short films, but I think yeah, we were I was it uh, we were watching something on Disney Plus recently, uh and like a short film came up. We were looking through Pixar films and stuff and a short film came up. I was like, Oh, I should really watch more of the short films that they have on here. I think that just kind of stayed in my mind until today and it just kind of popped in my head. But yeah, there's some classics on Disney+, Plus, some classic short films and some new short films that are really powerful and really interesting. Um, so yeah, I hope... I, and it, I mean, it's probably a good idea for you guys to watch them along, but, you know, I didn't give that much of an in-depth, anal- in-depth analysis about each of them, so... Um, I hope this was kind of fun and if you haven't seen them at least entertaining um, I hope so anyway but we'll see (laughs) thank you so much for listening everyone Um, I'm really enjoying doing this podcast at the minute it's really fun to do something each week put some effort into something watch a film they haven't seen before or chat about a film you have seen it's really fun like today like at the the start of the day I didn't know what I was going to do and here we are and I've watched 10 Pixar short films um yeah, it's been really fun, I'm, I'm, and I forgot I talked about fucking a zombie, a zombie worm. Um, but anyway, God, it'd be weird if like a mum or a dad shows like says, "Oh, this one's about Disney, 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 uh, Pixar." I said Disney, Pixar short films. Let, let's put this on for our kid, and I'm talking about zombie worms who have sex from within. Right, the male has sex with the woman from within inside her, like living in her. And then, oh, I don't know. It's been it's been a weird episode. It's been a weird day. I don't know when this is going to come out. Originally, I've been giving myself uh, Thursday morning, like editing it by Wednesday night for Thursday morning. But it's currently Wednesday night. It's like eleven o'clock at night. I don't think I'm going to edit this in time for tomorrow at all. I don't even going to start editing it to be honest because I'm knackered. Um, so we'll see when this one comes out. I have no idea. Jesus, I might edit. I might have to edit it tonight. 
God, I don't know what else I'm going to do because I'm so busy over the next few days. Crikey. Okay, we'll see. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Right, thank you so much for listening, anyone. Um, Please leave a review, leave a star rating, follow, share it. Please, this is how, you know, more people, this how the podcast grows, more people know about it, the better. And I should probably start promoting it more, to be honest. Um, Please, if you are enjoying it, let me know or just keep listening. That's the most important item. It's good, I, I hope, it's good that people are listening and I'm glad you know at least somebody's listening (laughs) i'm not just shouting into the void but you know the void wants to hear my takes on pixar short films i know that you know that the void knows that anyway you'll hear me next week thanks bye